And now, another cup of... The London Fog. Happy, Happy Christmas! Welcome back to the London Fog, guys. We are back for our Christmassy episode. Yes, Christmas. We're very excited. It's true. Um, I want you to know that I finally watched Love Actually for the first time. For the first time? I did. What is wrong with you? You know what? I don't like chick flicks. That... But now all I've got in my head is, I feel it in my fingers. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> so that was the very first rated R movie I ever saw in theaters. Mm. It came out like, I don't know, a couple months after I turned 17. Nice. And like, <laughs> I was like, there were like no R movies that I wanted to see before then, so. Oh, like the, the porno people. That's why it's R, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it's I know. Be, I was yeah, all yeah. like, how is it R? But I kind of forgot that part of the story. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else in the world has seen it, Kate. I, everybody has seen everything. I get to things real slow. Yeah, like Downton Abbey. <clears throat> hey. <laughs> but speaking of, I mean, the Downton Abbey Christmas specials are so good. Um, and now movie coming out? I know, I'm so excited. Well, am I excited? Yeah, I am. I am. Well, I mean, it, it obviously won't have Matthew. I know, that's why I'm like, eh, but you know what, whatever, he's moved on, he's the beast now. Right, who did she end up marrying in the end? I don't remember. The race car driver guy? Was that him? Or did they not work out? It's been a while. Girl, girl, okay, no. Okay, I just anyway. But we are actually sipping on some hot cocoa. Yes, because it's not cold outside it at all, but it we're isn't. pretending that it is. We are. But any holiday festivities coming your way or holiday news that we need to talk about? Holiday news. Um, you know, Megan, Harry, Will, Kate, everybody's just been hanging out, going to Christmassy events. Uh, the Queen's annual Christmas lunch is happening soon. Oh, um, I want to be invited. I know, right? One day. We should make goals for ourselves. 2019. Meet the Queen. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that will also go with 2019. Get arrested. Thousand yeah. <laughs> percent. And then we'll make that episode. Oh, and it will be. From prison. Will the- they let us bring our microphone? <laughs> and that will be our highest hit episode. Ooh, yeah. If only they still put people in the tower. It would be worth it. Um, But yeah. So that's what's happening, you know. With the oh. royals. They're all going to head out to Sandringham. Great. And today we're talking about traditions, so we can kind of know what they have usually done and maybe oh, yes. a little bit of maybe what they're doing this year. tell you about some royal traditions. And I'm talking about British traditions, and this is kind of almost like a two-parter episode talking about holiday things, so we'll continue to kind of cover more of like New Year's and things next week with our next episode. Yes. So just snuggle up, make yourself a cup. Yeah. Listen to my calm voice. So maybe <laughs> you should go first. Because okay. I feel like some of the stuff you say, maybe the royal family also does. And then I can be like... Well, before we even get there, I, I have a plate here for you. Oh, Because to talk about <laughs> what I'm going to talk about, traditions I find are wrapped all around food. So I went British shopping. I got us miniature mince pies. Oh. Walkers, of course. Do I like mince pie? I We're gonna find know. out, but bitch, I got us the fruitcake that we never well, made, and it is British made in Wales. I just have to say that I definitely made. thought that mince pies were meat. 
<laughs> well, we're going to talk about that today. <laughs> so these appear to have, well, they say plump, juicy vine fruits. So it's not me. So maybe I will like it. Is that really what it It really says plump, juicy vine fruits. <laughs> I love it. And I got us a fruit cake, which you're going to have to have a piece. Which I think that means raisins. I got. what they mean. Probably. Oh, I hate fruitcake. Ha ha, well, you have to do it. Fine. And FYI, this one I read on the back has been macerating for the last six months. So okay, well, that's it's fresh. how we know it's real. Well, because when we were going to do ours that we never made for two months, that was like not going to be enough time. But that was the bare minimum. Okay. Oh my gosh, that looks disgusting. It's not okay. disgusting. That one's I'm yours. I'm going to take some pictures of what's going on here so that people can uh, be a part Be a part of it. Okay. I'll Tell me the other plate. On Instagram. No, I can't have a piece that big. I'll puke. Okay. <laughs> I'll just eat this tiny, tiny little bit right here that yeah. doesn't have a raisin in it. Oh my gosh, it is a raisin. <laughs> You had raisins. Okay, fine. I ate it anyway. It was gross. It tasted like a raisin. <laughs> okay, you know like It's not that cake. bad, actually. Okay. Just it it could cake. be worse, but if you don't like raisins, I don't recommend eating it. And then I got Pfeffernus, which is actually a German I was product. I say, is it in German? honor of, of the royal family's German heritage. Of Albert, because Albert really is the reason why Christmas changed so much in the. UK. So, mm, okay. Albert. Well, those I know I like. <laughs> All right. Here, you unopen it so the people aren't annoyed only by me. So, okay. we're having a Christmas feast, guys. What the heck? How do you open this? Girl, I don't know. Oh, it's going to go down. We're well, making so much noise in that mic. Take a picture of it first. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys, for this yeah, horrible. Yeah, we apologize. Can we turn I turned the mic off. Oh. oh, no. That, yeah, that definitely was not it. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. Excellent. Awesome. Beautiful. All right. Well, with that being said, and now we have... Mince pies. Mince pies. We have Febronews, hot chocolate, some cake. We are ready to... Yes, to impart some wisdom on you. Have a moment. Look at something. Oh, Bye. That's adorable. I better take a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, you better take a picture of it. Um, talk about Christmas traditions. As y'all know, Christmas takes place on December 25th. We celebrate Christ. But let's be honest, anymore, it's been super commercialized, so we just celebrate a big fat guy. But we'll talk about that difference between American tradition and British tradition here in just a moment. So, to get started, let's talk about the big fat guy. So, instead of Santa Claus, the UK has father christmas um biggest thing is is uh santa claus was kind of made popular by the clement clark moore poem uh, a visit from saint nicholas or also came as the night before christmas where we kind of get his imagery and things but he is also inspired from a 4th century bishop of Myra, a.k.a. St. Nicholas, and some say the Norse god of Odin. Uh, Father Christmas, though, can be called that as far back as the 5th or 6th century, first appearing in Saxon England mm. as King Winter, who promised a milder climate if people were kind to him during the winter months. The king in the north? The king in the north. <laughs> Winter is coming. <laughs> Sorry. <Keep> I, <laughs> I love Game of Thrones so much. 
<laughs> when the Normans invaded, the St. Nicholas came with it. Mm. That was more of like the Normans were more from Gaul. We have more of that French influence. And then we get St. Nicholas that kind of fused the two together. So mix that with the Saxon mythology and we started to resemble something of Father Christmas. Um, the first recorded like writing in name of Father Christmas was in the 15th century where it was Lord Christmas morphed into Sir Christmas and then Captain Christmas. Aww, let's call him that now. I want to be Captain Christmas. That's so much better than Santa Claus. That's what I'm teaching my children. Yeah, 1,000%. My children will know Captain Christmas. And that person will be bitching. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, most uh, notably, the biggest difference that I could kind of find between like Santa Claus and Father Christmas. Yes, they are two elderly gentlemen, kind of jolly, big beards. We talked about how they would not let women play him. <laughs> but the difference is, is here in the U.S., we believe that Santa Claus is from the North Pole, where in most of the U.K., they believe that Father Christmas lives in the Laplands or the northernmost part of Finland. Oh. And I remember that because my brother served his Mormon mission out there. And um, up north, he said that it would always get kind of invested during the holidays because they have so many markets and they actually have reindeer and snowmobiles and just the world goes to Finland. I am going there for Christmas. There you go. Freeze your ass off. You're We're welcome. Worth it. Here's my question that I wasn't really able to find. Why do the British say Happy Christmas instead of Merry? Because it I'm looking it up now. Better. That's what I put on my Christmas cards that I sent out this year. I know it. <laughs> I have it right here because when I saw it, Happy Christmas, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good thing. But yeah, uh, I couldn't really find the difference between that. I think it's just an idiom that is our colloquialism. Did I say that anywhere close to how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, but another one that I, I hear is Crimbo. That wasn't the next thing. Merry Crimbo. Well, that's just crazy. <laughs> Colloquialism <laughs> that they like to take anything um, and shorten it up. So there's Crimbo or Crimble. Um, and that's from John Lennon. <laughs> but the, ha the most famous saying is Happy Christmas. So moving right along. How was the little pie? Oh, you didn't have the You pie. know what? It's just, I know it's full of raisins. So no, I it's full of plum. Vine fruit. <laughs> yeah, which we all know is a raisin. Is it? Is it full of raisins? Because it's so adorable, but I just don't want to bite into it and, like, hate mm -mm. it. It doesn't taste like raisins? Mm-mm. Does it it's taste... It's like currant. Good? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. I'll try it. Yeah. I like it. If you don't like it, I'll eat yours. Okay. That's likely to happen. I'm very picky. <laughs> I like it. So... But also, if you don't want to finish that fruitcake, my dad's visiting on Thursday, and he'll be happy Perfect, to eat it. Perfect, good, because I kind of, like, took a couple bites, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, no, he weirdly loves fruitcake, so we can give it to it's him. It's just a weird concept. I mean, it's kind of... I okay, would... I didn't dare to bite into it. I ate some of the crust. <laughs> okay. I mean, I like rum cake a lot, because mm -hmm. it's rum soap cake, <laughs> but most fruitcake is brandy, uh... not fram. Mm. Yeah, not a fan. No, at least I didn't choose any of the one that had those like super red cherries in it. Oh, I hate those. Kind of creeps you out just a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Moving right along. This was something that kind of caught me by surprise. Um, Because what it means to us and what it means to the Brits is completely different. But pantomime or pantomime like campy theater projections are huge during this time of year. Number one, it's easy to drag, you know, family to it. Kids love it. And it's just supposed to be that campy, silly stick humor. Um, but to me, pantomiming was always like the guy in like the stripy shirt and black pants with the two gloves, right? And you just like portrayed something. Mm. But this in British it's terms. Like puppets, right? No, it's, it, there's a narrator and oh. like the set is set very like storybook. So you can have all different kinds, but everything's kind of a little larger than life, really brightly, brightly colored. Um... But you can either take something that's current and just make almost like a satire out of it. Or you take like a children's story and you make it like modern, maybe a smidge on the craft side for like adult humor. But it's a lot of just slapstick. And what makes it pantomime is there's usually a narrator who's also dressed up, but he comes out and it's like he's reading a story or reading you like the fill-ins. And then usually somebody is up there, you know, you know, I don't know. The I watched a couple of them and one of them was Jack and the Beanstalk. And it would be like, and Jack brought his cow into town to try and sell. And then like the guy playing Jack kind of like says something idiotic and stupid from stage. So everybody talks, but there's like an extra narrator to oh, the entire story. Okay. So it's a play. I feel like we kind of have these because, like, even in town, there's the, um, every year that Potted Potter comes to town. Oh, yeah. I love that. Have you been to it? I've never been. Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. Right? It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. So, I feel like, and it's always, like, you get these extra holiday shows. So, instead of, like, the Nutcracker, like, we'd have here, I'm sure that they definitely do, like, Dickens, you mm-hmm. know, Christmas Carol. But this is kind of, like, another campy genre of theater production that you can go and see. It said that in 2012, even though the nation was in such a recess, that still they dubbed them Panto Productions. Companies in the UK made more than 30 million pounds during the Christmas period alone. Oh, wow. So it's something that you just go to and enjoy. I think it's just kind of part of that Christmas humor. It's Mm -hmm. just a little... Tongue in cheek, cheek, it's your Christmas episode. So, why I got our foods here is because I wanted to talk about a couple of the foods. We obviously have little mince pies, which Leah's not eating because Leah hates raisins. I ate a a piece of of the crust. (laughs) You literally only ate the crust. It's good. All right, don't eat them because I'm definitely going to take them over to Boo and he'll eat them. I just hate raisins. You better hope he doesn't hate raisins. I know. Then this relationship is over. (laughs) It's only begun. He's like, how dare you bring raisins into my home? Slaps them out of your hand. How dare you bring these ripe (laughs) vine fruits? (laughs) Is it weird that I secretly hope you guys fight about it? Good, be good. I mean, I just love a good fight over the pointless stuff. Yeah. Miniature mince pies. He's like, what if he's like one of those what people that's afraid it? of many things? Oh, Some that's people a are real afraid thing. of many things. Yeah, and he's kind of like a bigger dude. He's kind of <laughs> afraid of <the> pies. 
no. He might listen to this and hate me. Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> I know. I don't know. He says he's been listening, so we're going to move right along. Um, so mince pies, which before I even turned on the mic, Leah's all like, I thought they were full of meat. So I did. did I for the longest time. And I think that there are some that still have minced meat in them. Okay. But that's the difference between minced pies and then minced meat pie. Uh, okay. I think now they have to list it in there so that people aren't disappointed or upset. Yeah. Because I was always curious what part of meat is going into said pie. I always figured it was a lot of liver. I don't know why. Yeah, no, me like... too. <laughs> and is a minced meat pie, is it savory? Yeah. Savory pies are a very British thing, you know? Right. But then again, I, don't think, I think that it's pie. like meat with cinnamon. I don't know. Right? Let's, could, let's not think about it. It's making me could be delicious. <laughs> so, there is pies that are made with dried fruit, meat, and suet, which I did not look up. <laughs> I think it's a part, it's like pig something. Right? That's what I thought too. I'm going to say pig tongue. I was thinking ear. All right. But, let's see who gets closer. The answer is the hard white fat on the kidneys of cattle, sheep, or other animals. Okay, we're way off, but... Damn it. You know... Close enough. Yeah. It does not look good. <laughs> nope, we will not put a picture of that on, <laughs> on the Instagram. Mixed with clove, nutmeg, and cinnamon. Um, they come in all different sizes. Of course, ours were mini today. After the Puritan ban on Christmas, because the Puritans sucked, mm -hmm. um, all things deemed unholy, including mincemeat pies, because it, well, had meat and porky products, went away for a while, and then came back in the 19th century and were sweeter, and then people actually liked them. Mm. Pies Probably were just... Because they sent all the Puritans to America to ruin our lives over here. Oh, right? <laughs> I just spit <laughs> pie product out of my mouth. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and plus like a pie, it was just like a handheld poor food, you know? Mm -hmm. No, we eat them. The rich eat them. The poor eat them. Everybody eats pie. Except for Leah, who doesn't like raisins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's also why I don't eat fruitcake. We have fruitcake, but we're, I did not decide to cover that because Leah gave a full episode about that, which you can go back to our was that our first food episode? Mm-hmm. And listen to How to Make the Fake Promises that we were going to make one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next year we will. Maybe. Or maybe after eating some of it, I will be like, not going to go through that labor. Maybe ours would be better. We're both pretty good cooks. Leah, you don't eat raisins. <laughs> What part of dried fruit? And I tried to tell okay, you that the I pies say, don't have raisins I didn't say I was going to eat it. I said I was going to help make it. And then watch me, like, gag it down? Yeah. <laughs> You'll DD it because we're going to have to, like, <laughs> drown it in some brandy to make it passable. Yes, it'd be good. I wonder if you could make it with, like, champagne. Okay, anyway. Moving on. Moving on. Wassel, as we're talking about <laughs> booze, <laughs> is from the Anglo-Saxon word, be well. And was treated and made usually at the beginning of the year for a New Year's drink. The act of going wassailing was to go from door to door. Wassailing and the Okay. With a bowl 
bowl of spiced alcoholic beverage was re- uh, was performed on Twelfth Night, which, depending on whoever's calendar you're following, is either the fifth, sixth, or the seventeenth. Hmm, okay, it's a pretty big leap. There, yeah, but well, the seventeenth I think it has to do with Greek Orthodox. Oh, uh, okay. Just because my grandfather was that, and so we had second Christmas at right after my birthday. Hmm. It was the month that just kept on giving. Um, so, and then after you go wassailing, you would say, wassail at the door, be well, and then people would reply with drink well, and then you would share a glass. And then you would all sing together. Right. <laughs> Here, Here we, we go, go wassailing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nailed it. Um, so now in the U.S., we usually just do like spiced eggnog, but the Brits are not about the eggnog. So, still more of the wassail, or common nowadays, is like a nice mulled wine. Hmm. Which, I don't even know what that means. I think you just, like, stick some cinnamon in cloves and heat up your wine. Right? But doesn't that just sound disgusting? And then, isn't wine, though, after you, like, heat it up, is it going to, like, lose its alcoholicness? I don't or do you have to really of... boil it or something? I don't know very much about boiling wine. (laughs) We're not well educated in most alcoholic activities, except for apparently fruitcake. Okay, one more food. Can I cover one more food? I guess, if you must. I think it's important because it is the Christmas pudding. Oh, Christmas pudding. And that is how... like Tiny Tim ate. Right? (laughs) And that's why I had to cover it because that's... What Ebenezer Scrooge says, like, anybody that goes around with a Merry Christmas on his lips should, you know, die with, like, a steak of holly through his heart. Morbid. I was going to get us a Christmas pudding, but it also has raisins in it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. Thank goodness you did not do that. I just decided that pretty much for all of, of your... Christmas foods or British foods. I don't know if British desserts are for you, Leah. They're not. They all have raisins. They all have, like, a dried fruit in them. Ugh. Ugh. I'm all about it because they're not sweet. Like, they sweeten things with, like, clove and cinnamon and, like, that. But I love Well, I, love I like fruit. desserts that are not sweet, but I hate dried fruit I with know. all of my heart. I wonder you know what? Maybe it is. It's because... My mom had the dehydrator for a long time. Ooh. She would always dehydrate everything in the house. And so, I was always eating dehydrated crap. And it was really annoying. I hate it. You had one of those health moms. <laughs> yeah. Now you're just going through your PTSD for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make my kids eat dehydrated <laughs> fruit. No raisins like the little boxes that you give like a kiddo. Ugh, those are disgusting. You know what? Yogurt-covered raisins. They can eat those. Yeah? Will you gag, gag down yogurt-covered raisins? If I'm really desperate. <laughs> Good. I have to be really I desperate. was worried. <laughs> anyway, back to Christmas pudding. Because <laughs> we're always getting off track on this podcast. Is a festive dish that dates back even to the medieval era. And though it is called a pudding, a lot of things can be called pudding. This is mostly just a cake, but it is pretty moist, but I would say almost Christmas pudding and fruitcake are very similar in the cake aspect. Sometimes though the center is not even fully like cooked, so it's almost like like a lava cake, uh, okay. you know, so it's 
still pretty um, runny. And it is doused in brandy, mm. once again, but then you usually flame it when it comes oh to the God, table. That's funny. I was about to say, why don't we light this fruitcake on fire and see what <laughs> happens? So, no, that would be Christmas pudding. <laughs> and then to decorate them, you usually put like holly in the middle of it. Mm, that's cute. Yeah. So, medieval puddings originated um, from the Roman Catholics. And the pudding should be made on the 25th day after Trinity and prepared with 13 ingredients to represent Christ and the 12 apostles. And that every member stirred in it, stirred in it towards the east and west to honor the Magi and their supposed journey in that direction. I'm thinking a lot of people don't do that. I'm just thinking, <laughs> I will be stirring and being like, which way is east and which way is west? Stir in all directions, just in case. <laughs> right? But yes, it has a lot of um, plums in it. So when you hear of plum pudding or um, the sugar plum pear, uh, fairies. Sugar plum fairy, yeah. I said that too. The fairies. <laughs> the sugar plum fairies. That's a lot to get out. Um, come from a Christmas pudding. Oh, yeah. Um, it has the high level of alcohol to make it worth gagging it's down. the only way people can gag down all this dried fruit it's true so i wanted to just bring up one other thing or slightly two because i think it'll bleed nicely into yours usually on the day of christmas same things happen the tree is up present sometimes i think now a lot more of gift giving under the tree happens, but it's still like a older tradition that kids actually hang their stocking off the front of their bed, mm. and then Santa has to sneak into their room and put things. But you can imagine how that all goes downhill. Yeah, parents hate that. I'm well, sure. whatever. I think actually, by the time your kid is like three or four, they learn the truth, which we've already blown it on the podcast before. So if you don't know, this is just a <laughs> don't, pause. Don't say it. <laughs> Go forward five seconds. Santa is a figure in our hearts. But Father Christmas is real. But Father Christmas is real. <laughs> anyway, after present opening happens, there's usually a nice Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner is usually a bit earlier. It's usually in the afternoon. Um, can be a multitude of many things. Goose is still highly cooked. Um, turkey, ham. And Beef Wellington, which I am attempting to make and will document and put on the Instagram. But the one thing at dinner that is a part of the fun are crackers, Christmas crackers. Yeah, Christmas crackers. Which we get from the British. And I would say that they're a mixture between like the wishbone on a turkey and a fortune cookie. Like it's something that you break, it brings you good luck. And um, it's just like a fun party gift kind of thing because there's usually like a little stupid gift inside. Yeah, and like a joke and like... Yeah, something just idiotic. They can get quite expensive if you're going to spend like serious money on them and get like luxury Christmas crackers. Like a bottle of wine inside your Christmas cracker. (laughs) But um, the crackers stem from a Victorian um, confectioner named Tom Smith shout out, Uh, who was on a visit to Paris in 1840 when he noticed how the French wrapped their bonbons in colorful tissue paper. 
and he thought he would try something similar in the UK and it didn't really work but then one day he was sitting by his fire in his home and with all the crackles and little bangs that it would let off he decided that he could probably do the same thing so he learned how to put a small explosion in his um wrapped up treats and so every time you would open it it kind of got a little bang so so that's how we got a cracker right now. They, like I said, they just have stupid little toys in them, a funny joke, but usually without fail, it will always have a paper crown, multicolored um, or like gold or something. And it's just because it's King's Day or Christ's Day that it's kind of said that everybody gets to be king for the day. So usually each cracker will have a little paper crown in it. That's fun. And other than that, then I think the world and the UK and probably all of its Commonwealth sit around and wait for the Royal Christmas broadcast. As they should. So, but because Leah is talking about the Royal family, I thought maybe you'd want to talk a bit about that. Okay. Well, so. let's see where to get started. So... I'm well, eating your mince like, pie. I'm not in my order of things. I'm sorry, to talk it doesn't about. have to go first, okay. but I'm eating your pie. <laughs> okay, please do. I don't want it. So mm, the try it. <laughs> first <laughs> the first like thing that's really Christmassy that the royal family does is that they send out Christmas cards. Oh. Um so this started back in nineteen fourteen when King George and Queen Mary sent a card to the troops. And had their picture on it or whatever. And so now the family uses, like, every year they'll release a card. They release the photo to the public, which usually, you know, they don't release a lot of photos. So it's like a special time of year that you get photos of everyone. So have we seen that picture already? Is that that picture? Yeah. They've released released them this year already. Um, And they supposedly, they have the one that they release to the public that's the card they send to, like, all the public people they need to send cards to. Mm-hmm. And supposedly they have a private one that they send to like their friends and family. Oh. Obviously we don't get to see that photo. So that's an exciting Damn thing. It. We've posted their Christmas cards if you look on our stories on our Instagram. Yes. Um, so the other main tradition that the queen has is her annual pre-Christmas lunch. So the queen and Prince Philip leave London after the lunch and they go and they stay at Sandringham until mid-February. Mm. So like that's where they do Christmas. But um, the week before Christmas, she uh, has all of the pe- all of her staff and everyone are given a gift by the queen. The queen actually like personally hands out the gifts. Oh, that's sweet. Um, and then she has her pre-Christmas lunch, which all the royal family goes to because not everyone in the royal family is invited to Sandringham for Christmas. I mean, she has, she's got, you know, like second yeah. cousins and whatever, yeah. but everyone goes to the lunch. It's like okay. a really big deal if you miss the Queen's Christmas lunch. Like, you better have a really good excuse. And, and I'm a little confused. Is it on Christmas Day? No, no, no. It's okay, pre-Christmas. It's, it's a couple weeks before Christmas. Okay. Yeah. And so a couple weeks before Christmas, she has this. And then the funny thing is she, so like I said, she leaves from the lunch to Sandringham. She hires a whole carriage. She takes a public train, but she hires the whole carriage and then her and Philip take the train to Sandringham, which I just Love think it. is funny. Um, so the Queen will invite the royal family to spend the holiday in Sandringham with her. Um, 
so there's like it's a pretty small place so there was like a lot of like things where she wouldn't invite everyone like for example there's other properties on the estate and so like you know, after Andrew and Fergie divorced, mm -hmm. she would let Fergie, like, stay in another place on the estate mm -hmm. so that she could be, like, with her kids at Christmas but, like, not stay in Sandringham. So, like, last year there was, like, this whole big deal that, like, oh, my gosh, like, the queen let Megan go to Sandringham for Christmas because she usually doesn't let you unless you're married. Yeah. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, Megan didn't really have anyone to spend it with because she was in London. Like, her family's not there. Mm -hmm. When Kate and Will were dating, they sometimes spent it with her family, and she spent it with her family. So she probably didn't even want to go to the Queen's. Mm -hmm. And the whole reason she doesn't invite everyone is because there's not enough rooms at the place. Yeah. So, like, if Harry and Megan are sharing a room, it's not that big of a deal that she invited her. Oh, do you think that they did, though? I I, I no. Mm -mm. Yeah, they did. They've been living together since, like, they before they got engaged. Yeah, the I can't imagine it. I just think even if they were living together, like the queen would be like, Ahem. <laughs> no. I don't think so because she's the one who gave them the home they were living in. I think True. she's like not that prudish. Like they're not Americans. They're British. They're not that prudish. They're not a prude. So Sandringham, so like Buckingham Palace every Christmas gets decorated like crazy, like yeah. a million Christmas trees, everything, like it's so fancy. But Sandringham is the private residence, and so they actually, she, the queen actually prefers minimal decorations. Like Buckingham Palace is kind of decorated like for, for the, the public, public eye. but the queen doesn't really like that many decor Christmas decorations. So they actually have a fake Christmas tree in the dining room that they've had for 30 years. <laughs> And it's silver. It's like Sounds those like, oh, like silver Christmas trees no, that were popular me. 30 years ago. Yeah, the queen still likes it. So queen, she, too. We gotta upgrade you. Yeah, and then they have they do have like a large real Christmas tree that is like somewhere else in the house. I don't know, but yeah, they they've still got that. So they've only got a few trees. It's pretty simple. Frugal. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. So the queen. So about presents. So. The queen actually has always done her own Christmas shopping. I'm not sure about now because she's, like, so old. Mm -hmm. But Herod's would stay open after hours just for the queen so she, that she could go and, like, shop for all oh. her Christmas presents, like, in private. Which I just think is so funny. Like, if you work at Herod's and you're like, I hope the queen comes to my department. I hope the queen comes right? to my department. <laughs> like, mm, what a dream. Yeah. I want Herod's to stay open for me. So the royals, so we're not sure if Father Christmas visits at Sandringham. I'm sure that he does when, like, Will and Kate do Christmas I'm sure he does because he's real. <laughs> Santa might not be, but Father Christmas is. <laughs> but, so the royal family will exchange gifts, but the queen is very traditional, and Christmas Day is a religious holiday, so they um, exchange their gifts on the 24th. Okay. So on Christmas Eve, what happens is they lay out their presents, um, like, on the table. And then when they have tea, at tea time, they'll all exchange presents. Ooh. So, um... proper. Yeah, I know, right? So the family takes turns opening them in front of each other, and they only do gag gifts. That's what I've heard. Yeah, so supposedly Princess Anne once gave Prince Charles a white leather, like, travel toilet seat... And he actually travels with it, which I kind of believe. Um, and then That's disgusting. the Duchess of Cambridge once gave Prince Harry a grow your own girlfriend kit. <laughs> That's 
awesome. I think I've gotten multiple of the boyfriend ones from people that I'm all like, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> so another funny thing about Christmas Eve with um, the queen is that, so she invites people to come, but she gives them a specific time they have to show up. So that like not everyone shows up at once. It's yeah. like, so like the lesser junior royals have to show up first. Yeah. And then, like, they take turns, and then the more important people, like Prince Charles or whatever, shows up last, which I think is really funny. A rolling entrance. So one tradition that Prince William and Harry started recently is they do a charity soccer match on the Sandringham Estate during the day on Christmas Eve. So, like, locals in the area will play soccer against... It's like they have like a local team, and then they have like Prince Harry and like the Sandringham staff, oh, and they like play soccer fun. for charity, which I think is funny. Um, but then in the evening on Christmas Eve, dinner starts promptly at eight, and it's full black tie. Okay. Which I'm like, okay, that sounds like a horrible Christmas Eve. No, that sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> really, I just well, uh, I want to wear pajamas. I don't want to be black tie. Whenever if I have the excuse to get like out something bougie. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess they do it so often that they probably are all like, ugh. But what happens because it's all, you know, private and behind, like, you never know what happens if the queen doesn't wear a suit. What happens (laughs) if she does not suit up? I don't know. You know? Well, so supposedly the queen, like, loves to play charades. She loves to, like, just have fun and party. And And she never goes to bed before midnight like on Christmas Eve and no one in the family is allowed to go to bed before her. <laughs> so like just imagining like pregnant Megan like dying to go to bed and it's no like joke. sorry the queen's still up. You hey, can't it's go. the same with food. If she's eating, you are still eating. If she's done, you done. So <laughs> Yeah. So the next morning on Christmas Day, they have like the whole family will have like a full English breakfast. And then they go to St. Mary Magdalene Church for Christmas Day service. So that's in the morning. The That's like another thing that royal watchers look forward to every year because you get pictures of them walking because they walk to the church. Aww. But last year, everybody thought that the queen was dying because she did not go to church. It was like the first time she'd ever missed Christmas Day church. But she just had a cold and people were just worried about her. So she stayed home. Yeah. But like, she's fine, obviously. Um, Still another year. Yeah. So the Queen's annual Christmas Day speech airs at 3 p.m. Yes. And the whole royal family gathers together to watch it. It's filmed ahead of time, like three weeks ahead of time or something before she goes to Sandringham. And the materials of the speech is top secret. The Queen writes it all herself, which I think is interesting because normally she has speech writers. Yeah. But it's very secretive. Um, did you have anything else to say about that? Because that's all I was going to say, but you kind of mentioned it. I have so. just a little bit of random stuff. So it started in 1932 with her father, George V, who had a stutter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was always a really big um, feat to get through. Uh, and then starting in 1957 is when they started to be televised. Um And they started doing this because the prior year, I thought this was funny, when it was over the radio, it somehow linked up with a U.S. frequency with uh, transmitters in Queens, New York. And you can hear people, like cops asking for coffee (laughs) in the recording. So I thought that was pretty funny. And just another 
random thing. So it's always been pre-recorded ever since 1959, but there's only been one year, 1969, that they did not do it. And that was because earlier that year there had been a documentary about the royal family and verbatim she said that she had been on TV enough already. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. Um, so one more thing that I thought was funny. So Christmas dinner. This is like a rumor tradition. This is the last thing I have to say is apparently <laughs> the, since King Edward the Seventh's reign... He started a tradition that before and after Christmas dinner, all the guests are weighed to make sure that they eat enough. So you get weighed before you eat, and then you eat your Christmas buffet, and then you get weighed again. Which I, I kind of doubt that, that it's can true. Not like, there's still no way that's still happening. Kate does not get but, up on a scale. Hell no, no yeah, one would do I that. don't believe it, but they say that it's been happening, and I don't know, I kind of believe that the queen could make them do it if she wanted to. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't see her being like, oh yeah, let's Yeah, I can't do imagine that, that sh- that's still happening, but I think it's pretty funny that that it's ever terrible. was a tradition. I can't believe that. No way. Ugh, British people, your funny little traditions. I'm super excited about it. I also ate more of the stuff than you did. I was also <laughs> very hungry. Yes, which speaking of Christmas traditions, me and Kate are going to a Christmas party, so... We are, so we are actually off, but we needed to get this recorded and out to all of you guys, but it is a busy time of year, and we are all grateful for you guys, the Foggies, and listening to our podcast, we are making it strong and already like coming up on like 25 soon, so... (gasps) So excited. All right, well, have a Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas to Happy you Christmas, all. Happy Christmas, I mean, sorry. Father Christmas is real. <laughs> and drink a lot of tea and stay caffeinated. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>